Happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday, everybody. This is the Charity Movement Podcast, and we're so excited for another episode where we get to talk about motherhood, parenthood, all of the things. And I have an amazing guest today who is actually a CAS technician alumni. Okay, you hear the claps all around. Um, my husband is actually on the other side of the office being a hater because he went to Renaissance. But we're not going to talk about that today. So she is a twin. She is a a mother. She is a wife. She has, you know, a set of beautiful twin girls and a little baby boy who is amazing. She has a beautiful family. Uh, she graduated from Western Michigan University. Um, she is just an amazing all around woman who has grown so much from even when I seen her in high school to the woman that she is today. She's an entrepreneur. She is a mover and shaker. Uh, she is a model. Oh my goodness. A supermodel in my opinion. But she's just an amazing woman. And looking at her and seeing her, I know that you guys are going to be encouraged today. So I want to introduce to the Charity Movement Podcast, Carlos Pulley. Welcome. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm happy that you're excited. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. And I'm a little nervous too. I've never been th done this before. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Don't be nervous. This is just going to be a regular conversation. Yeah. Um, and so I think it'll be great. So give us three adjectives to kind of describe who you are. Shoot. I feel like I have more than three, but I'm going to keep it simple. You can give more than three. <laughs> um, I think I am very ambitious, okay. uh, outgoing, fun, loving, kind. Those are just a couple words that I would describe me, my personality. Like I have a big personality. Um, I just love being around people. Like I'm that type of person. Like I am the extrovert extrovert. Like I don't get tired of being around people. <laughs> That's okay. where I draw my energy from. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Okay, so let's talk choices. So you attended Cass Technical High School as well as Western Michigan. Why did you choose those institutions to attend? Well, when I was in middle school, I had a, a, a science teacher that I really admired. Her name was Mrs. Frank, and she graduated from Cass. And at the time, I believe her husband was the basketball coach at Cass. Okay. And um, I've always been like an honor roll student. Um, so like it was a very big thing at my middle school to be like, you know, you need to go to Cass. Like you have the grades, you're super smart. And so I took the test. And when I took the test, I got placed on the waiting list. Oh my goodness. So okay. My um freshman year I actually went to a neighborhood school, which was terrible. <laughs> and, then, and then my sophomore year was some openings that had opened up and me and my sister transferred to Cass and it was the best decision ever because you know Cass is the best, you know. Of course. The cream of the crop. The cream of the yes. crop. Yes. <laughs> um, but as far as Western, when I uh, visited for like, you know, the campus tours and stuff, um, it just felt very much like homey. Like it wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. Um, it felt like I could just like, you know, navigate very easily and just fit right into like the culture there. Um, it just it just felt right. And it, it wasn't too far from Detroit, but it was far enough that my parents <laughs> just couldn't pop up on me. <laughs> Oh, and I have to say that it wasn't as expensive as other schools because I I was highly considering Michigan State, U of M, because I had accepted into those schools too. But Western, it was just something that was pulling on my heartstrings to like, no, I want to go to Western. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that you felt like home and that you knew that you could achieve there. So what was your major in, in college? 
Uh, so my major was communications. So let me let me just backtrack. When I first came to Western, my major was nursing, okay. athletic training. And then when none of that worked out for me, science was totally different in college than it was in high school and middle school. I'm going to just say that. Yeah. So, um, and I realized when I got to college, like I was majoring in these degrees because I was looking at the money aspect of it, like how much money I was going to make, but like not really like the passion that I had for certain things. Um, Because in high school, you know how we had like different curriculums at CAS? Yeah. Curriculum was human services and we would always take like speech classes and like, you know, um, like writing classes and things like that. And I was like, hmm, those are things that I enjoy. Um, So... I had to kind of like reevaluate like, okay, like where are your passions at? Like, what do you love, like, like, enjoy doing? Like, you don't like science like that. (laughs) This is real. Like, this is not working for you. Like, you flunking out. Like, this is not it. (laughs) So, yeah. So I majored in communications with a minor in sociology and business. Okay. And so after you graduated, did you pursue a career in any of those areas? So actually, I, I'm a finalist for a position um, for an advertising company, a marketing company in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Okay. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from them later this week. Um, so uh, that is more so in the communications field. Um, and also, I did start a candle company, which really doesn't have a lot to do. With, I guess you can say it has yeah. some communications because it's like social media marketing and all of that. Yeah. So uh, I guess you can say that. But yeah, I started my own candle business about a year ago. So. Yes. So uh, man, for <laughs> So did you meet your your now husband? I actually wasn't interested in him at all. Um I was a freshman and he was a sophomore and he was an RA at, at a dorm hall that was like right next door to my dorm. Okay. Hall. And um, like, you know, he was cool. Him and my sister had class with each other freshman year and stuff. So they developed a friendship and we were just like, you know, friends, like when we see each other, we would say hi. Um, And this was in 2012. So um, 2015, like after um, I got saved, um, he was going through a transition from the church that he was at. And we started going to the same church and we developed a friendship and um, he pursued me and, you know, showed that he was interested and we started dating. And, you know, the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. I specifically remember when you got engaged. I remember watching the video. <laughs> I was bawling. Oh my when you got up there and people were giving you the flowers and everything. This is how vividly I remember it. <laughs> and they gave you a flower. I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. It was, I was so nice. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Like, and I was not expecting that, like that type of like layout, like, it was almost like, don't you know, like as a girl, you dream about finding like the perfect guy and him proposing and having like this beautiful wedding yeah. and like to finally beat someone who actually like loves you and cares for you and not just your outside appearance, but like your spirit, man, like that just meant so much. Like and how we've just grown together in our relationship with Christ and just as a couple, as one, like it's really like I couldn't ask for anything better. Like I truly thank God for him. Amazing. So let me let me ask you a different question. How did you know that you were ready to be pursued like unto marriage? Like, how did you know that you were ready to be married? You know, I just I kind of feel like you never like you're never going to be fully ready for marriage. Yeah. But I do know that I was in a mature space. Um, like before, um, like me and my husband started dating, like I was like in a very 
a toxic situationship. <laughs> say that. And um, I didn't I didn't value like my self-worth. Like I was all I was always the type of girl that always wanted to like talk to some type of guy. Like, you know, like I needed that as far as to like prove to myself that I was worthy. And I think like when all that was stripped away from me and when like, you know, the Lord saved me and, and started showing me like, you know, my self-worth and like me just growing in my relationship, I realized like, you know, a man adds to you. He doesn't like, you know, totally com- like he 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 doesn't complete who I am. You know, I yeah. have to be complete in Christ first. Yeah. So um, like just meeting him and like we just connected, like we connected instantly and like. We just, we bonded. We became friends first. Like, even like, you know, waiting until marriage to, you know, uh, have sex, all of those things. Like, I feel like that built a very strong bond between us when you're so used to dating men that that's the only thing that they wanted out of their relationship. And to find someone who really just genuinely wanted to get to know you. Yeah. See who you truly are on the inside. I think that was like a definite, like, okay, like, you know, this might be him. This might be him. I love that. And I know that that's a huge question that I get a lot of the time. So I'm glad that you were able to answer that question. And I know that it's going to impact and encourage some and a lot of the women that listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about getting married young. (laughs) I received a ton of criticism. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And so I had to deal with and maneuver through people's opinions about what that looked like for us. Yeah. And so I want to ask, did you receive any of that criticism getting married young? Too? I did. I did. I mean, looking back on it now, because I don't want to tell my age, but, you know, I'm going to tell it. You know, we're going to be what? It's our 10 year reunion is this year. Yes. <laughs> I'll be 28 this summer. And when me and my husband got married, I was 22 and he was 23. I was like probably like maybe two months shy of my 23rd birthday. So like, you know, I, it was a lot of different opinions, you know, like my dad wanted me to like, you know, don't you want to wait, you know, see if there's other, other men out there. I'm like, no, like this is the one, like when you know, you know, I'm like, there's, I'm sorry. I'm not taking that chance of going back out there. <laughs> Looking again. Exactly. So, I mean, we did get a lot of criticism. People thought that we were young and that we weren't technically ready for marriage. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, we knew that we were. Um, we knew that, you know, this was like God ordained. Um, and you know, like, and I think that, you know, the fruit is showing itself even now. So, um, I mean, and now like, you know, like everybody like, wow, like, you know, you guys are doing really good. Like, you know, like it's not a lot of couples that's making it, you know, past the first year. So, um, I'm just grateful. Like, even though throughout all of the criticism, I'm glad that, you know, me and Jonathan was like, no, like we're doing this. This is our decision. We're the ones that are going to have to live with each other for the rest of our lives. Nobody else is going to be a part of this. So we just had to take that chance. I love that. I love that. So what does it feel like to be a mom of three? (laughs) Girl, and you make it look good. I appreciate it. By God's <laughs> grace here. By God's grace. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, I appreciate my village. Uh, I appreciate their father. He is such an active father. I appreciate their grandparents, aunties, uncles, everybody that steps in and helps support us. Um, it is a range of different emotions. Like I am so blessed and honored to be their mom. Like 
I like it's really like one of the best feelings ever. Like they just to have someone, you know, look up to you and lean to you. Yeah. Um, it's just it's an amazing feeling. Like, and I love them so much. They've taught me so much about life in like a short period of time. So I just I love it. Like they have taught me so much, like patience. Like they really taught me uh <laughs> Like I've learned more about Jesus in this season <laughs> than I have. I feel like my whole Christian walk. Because, like I'm like, wow, just think about how patient the Lord is with us. Like how much grace, how much mercy he extends to us on a, on a daily. And they teach me that like when they doing something, I'm telling them for the 10 million miles, don't pick that toy up. <laughs> Put that down. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like it's a it's a daily challenge. It challenged me to be better, to really go after God more, to really seek, you know, His face, and to really just like be the best that I can be for them. So, like, I genuinely appreciate being a mom. That is so beautiful. And actually, this week I was just thinking about it, and I was just uh, I was cooking dinner earlier this week, and I was praying. In the kitchen, I was just like, Lord, thank you for giving me these children because it has allowed me to examine myself, mm-hmm. to see the type of fruit that I'm putting out to my children yes. and what they will then eat and digest and what they will produce. Yes. And I think about how many places our kids go, like even when they're big enough to go to like daycare yes. and the things that they, you know, the things that the, even the teachers are, at daycare are saying like, do yeah. you know that your son does this or do you know? And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Myself in the back, like, thank you, God. You yes. <laughs> yes. And my my daughters just started daycare in February. So um and they love them. They think they're the sweetest little girls ever. And I was like, I prayed, I prayed over them. Yes. Yes, Lord. <laughs> no, they've been doing really good though. And it's actually been a big help to me, like having that little break and giving like my son. Like the you know the nurture and attention that he needs, like the twins had, um, because it was kind of hard doing that all three at home. But yeah, it's great. Absolutely. So, what is your motivation for parenting? Um, I think one of my biggest motivations is because of uh, how I grew up. Like you know, um, my parents uh, weren't together growing up. Um, I did have a mom and dad in the home. Like my dad <clears throat> raised me. Um, but I think that motivates me to, um, set an example for my kids to be a part of that two home, um, household, you know, and having like a mother and a father present, uh, and not saying that I didn't have a mom present, but you know, like, you know, not having your real mom and dad together. So, um, I think my motivation is just to be like the like the best that I can be based off of my childhood experiences and things that, you know, that I learned and that things that I had to go through. Yeah. I think my biggest motivation is to just be better to provide a better life for them than I had. And, um, you know, like just, I feel like already now they have a, a a fresh start before I did. Like they are already probably 10 steps ahead of me than, than I was when I were their age. So that just motivates me to really just go harder, like, you know, in my career uh, and my business and my marriage to really just like, you know, set up this strong foundation for them for when they grow up, they can, I can leave an inheritance for them. Yeah. So like that they can be set, like, you know, and that they can see like, yeah, like mom and dad did it. Like they, they brought a house at a young age. They were both business owners. Like they made it happen for us no matter what. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I always go back and think that, you know, our children are here because we we wanted to essentially build a family. Right. And so my child is not responsible for any of the traumas, the issues, the dif- dysfunctions that I've experienced. Yes. Yes. And so my job is to first deal with me mm-hmm. and make sure that our foundation is solid and pure. And then even with our marriage, I think it's so important for um, my two boys to see his their father being very affectionate with their mother and how yes. you know my husband treats me, how he opens doors for me. And I find that my three-year-old opens my doors. And oh. if I hurt myself, he's like, mommy, you okay? What happened? Can I kiss yeah. it? Like that, that wanting to be attentive to me is d- d- just small things that I see. And I'm just like, right. man, like we're building such a good foundation so that my two boys can grow up to be somebody's husband. Yeah. You know, not somebody yeah. baby daddy or okay. anything. Else. I want to be husbands. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that's so interesting that you say that because I totally agree. When you look back at time, what is one of the areas or what are some of the areas that you feel like you've grown from? I don't know, from being a teenager to where you are now, you know, at our mm-hmm. 10 year. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Our yeah. reunion. <laughs> yeah. Um. Shoot, man. I feel like so much has changed from high school, and um, I really felt like the Lord led me to Kalamazoo. Um, I had met a community of people, um, to really like foster and grow, you know, in this walk. And like from high school until now, like I just see a big change. Um, just as far as like, you know, the way that I speak, how I interact with people. I feel like in high school, I didn't really know my identity. You know, I was always trying to fit in with like the crowd and I didn't know like my self-worth and I didn't have as much confidence as I do now. Um, and like, you know, I had a lot of childhood trauma. So I think uh, just like being healed from all of that and like really just growing in my relationship with Christ, like. I just feel like a totally new person. Like, I feel like I have taken on a new identity in which you are new in Christ Jesus. Absolutely. And um, I'm just like, I just like, you know, when you look at yourself like, man, like if I would have been the same, like, like, man, like where would I would have ended up at? You know, like, yes, like, you know, my attitude and things that I were taught, like I was taught to always like, you know, oh, you got to stand up for yourself. You got to do this. You got to fight for yourself. And like, when you look at the word, it's it's the total opposite. Yes. Like, like it's the total opposite, like denying yourself <laughs> and yes. taking your your daily cross and uh, like literally letting the Lord fight your battles for you, letting him change your character through his word, your actions, your like, you know, everything. So I like I'm a totally different person from 10 years ago. Uh, I honestly do not know where I would be if I did not <laughs> accept Christ truly in my heart. Like I can honestly tell you, I do not know. And I am so grateful. And I feel like uh, without the experiences that I had, I wouldn't be able to see Jesus the way that I do. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, like we go through different things for us to see him in, in like, you know, the experiences that we had to be like, man, like why is all of this always stuff happening to me or, why stuff don't never work out the way I want it to. And it's because you haven't surrendered yourself totally, you know, to the one that created you. And like, I'm just grateful for where I'm at now because I could be crazy and locked up somewhere. 
<laughs> for committing yeah. a crime. No, yeah. but no, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. No, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time and um, I'm so grateful for going to cast because that's where I met my best friend. I met my best friend, Brenda, at cast. And, and uh, I've been friends with Brenda since kindergarten. Oh my goodness, really? Yes, like we've been me. together. Yeah, twenty years. Like, shout literally. out to Brenda. I love you. No, know, I love her, <laughs> <She's a> girl. <laughs> yeah, but that's where I met her. And <clears throat> when I was when I was a cast, I was already like I grew up in church and everything. I was oh, yeah. already safe. But I feel like high school was such a hard a hard time for me. It was like. I was trying to be who I knew I needed to be, but I was mm-hmm. also fighting with, you know, but I want to fit in. But then I'm like, well, girl, you you can't, no matter how much I tried, it was like, you can't yeah. fit in. And, you know, I just realized that, I think by college, I really realized like, okay, either you're going to really be who God called you to be. Yeah. Or you're just not going to be fulfilled. You're going to always be trying to look for things everywhere else. Yes. It reminds me of when Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman and he was saying, like, this water that I I have for you, yes. you are never going to be able to thirst again. And I can remember oh. being in high school thirsty, thirsty yes. for, val- you know, validation, thirsty for somebody to truly see me and know yeah. me and love me. And I was like, man, when I look now, I'm like, man, I waited so long. <laughs> Feel fulfilled, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I wish, I wish I could go back. Of course, you know we can't, but I wish I could go back and be like, girl, nobody's gonna be able to love you like Jesus. Yeah, nobody. And it's all a part of your process, you know. Yes. So that's important. Um, yeah, like I resonate with everything like you just said because high school is a very hard time. Like even now, like it's like you said, like you're fighting to be who you know you're supposed to be on the opposite side of fitting in. And like a lot of high school students go through that, even in middle school, like, you know, everybody wants to fit in. And like that just, you just touched it all. Like I agree with you a hundred percent. But I'm glad we are where we are now so that we can, you know, we can start trailblazing for other, you know, young women, young people so that they won't make a lot of the mistakes. Yeah. Cause like you said, (laughs) I could have been in somebody's jail cell. (laughs) <laughs> no but for real <laughs> okay so you are an entrepreneur yes so tell me how that company started so like it really just started like me and my husband like we love candles my husband probably loves candles more than i do mine too <laughs> he and he burns all of my candles which i love the support okay um but no, like it started, like we would always be buying so many candles from so many different places, lighting them. We literally would go through candles like within days. Like he would leave the candle lit all day. Okay. Like candles would last days in our house. And like, you know, one day we were just up talking and visioning and um, it was like during the pandemic. And um, I really, I had became a stay-at-home mom. I had quit my job because no daycares was open. I couldn't go back to work. Um, and this is when I had the twins before I had uh, LJ. And we were just up talking and I was just like, we were talking about candles and different things because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but we were talking and I was like, Jonathan, like, you know, I think I want to start making candles because I was already kind of doing it like as a hobby. And like, I really loved candles. 
So I'm like, you know what, Jonathan, like, I really want to start making candles of my own. Um, I just started doing research, like research, research, research. I could, I didn't have any business mentors I can reach out to to help me. I literally had to get it off the mud. I had to be like, Lord, like point me in the right direction. Yeah. Show me how to get this, how to get that. Because I was like a deer in headlights and I know anything. Um, I literally didn't know anything. I had reached out to uh, someone that I knew that had a business, a good friend of mine. She has like a clothing business. And um, she really helped. She helped me do my LLC and all of that. So that was a big help. And I named it Sweet Aroma. And the reason why I named it Sweet Aroma was because like I want to give God the glory out of everything that I do. Yes. I think of Sweet Aroma, I think about how, like, you know, in the Bible it says how, like, our praise is like a sweet fragrance to the Lord. Yeah. So, like, when you light my candle, I want that to, like, be, like, you know, set the atmosphere for it, Carlis. Don't get me to start preaching. Okay, please. Okay, please. <laughs> um, no, I want to create an environment of peace, like, joy. I wanted, you know, when you to light my candles for you to like think of like a very great moment that you had in your life. Like one of my candles is called Sweet Potato Pie. Um, And it probably is one of my favorites because of the story behind it. Like literally every holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, during the uh, colder months, my dad will always make sweet potato pies. That would be one thing that I was so excited about as a kid when it came to Thanksgiving and Christmas is eating a slice of his pie. And um, I wanted to like, you know, do stuff like that, that created like fond memories of my childhood and to just really like just spread love in a time where everything was going, you know, wrong, you know, yeah. when the pandemic, when everybody, you know, anxiety, depression, like all of these rates are at a sky high uh, level. And I just wanted to like, kind of like do something to like, you know, to help people like lessen the low of those emotions. Yeah. So Sweet Aroma Candle Company, that's how it was birthed. <laughs> that is beautiful. And I love that. Okay. I love that vision behind it. Thank you. She got, me, she got me about to buy her out. Me and my husband. <laughs> I do got some new scents coming out. <laughs> so you are a wife. You're a mother. You're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You're a believer. You're so much more. So what is it that has kept you grounded? Uh, man, like, you know, I'm glad this is this a Christian, this is a Christian podcast, right? Absolutely. Okay. Because I'm like, I don't want to be talking about Jesus too much, but he's just been so good. Okay. He's just been so good. And literally that has kept, kept me grounded. Like throughout every season, like he has been unchanging. Like, I know, like I share with you, like on social media a little bit, like me and my husband went through a transition from a ministry that we was at that was very hard on us that we were a part of for a long period of time. And um, if it wasn't for the Lord, like I really don't know how we would have gotten through that season. Yeah. Um, really like he, he really has kept me in a, in a space of humility, um, gratefulness, thankfulness. And, and I have to like give a shout out to my husband because like, you know, like I feel like the past year, this is the most that we have ever prayed together. <laughs> It really was just like, Lord, like we can't depend on anybody but you. Yeah. Bring us a community of people that is going to love on us and support us and like, you know, help us through this journey, especially we were first time parents in the middle of a pandemic where we weren't seeing any family. The past couple of years, like 
I really, I feel like my faith has grown to a tremendous amount because of like what we've experienced in the, and like so much hit us at once. Like yes. parents, pandemic, you know, leaving a ministry that we were part of for such a long time. Like it all hit us at once. And like the Lord really like kept us through it all. And that has been one of the things that has kept me grounded. And I haven't been worrying about anything as much because of that. Like, you know, if the Lord has brought me through all of this from a child up until now, I'm just going to continue to trust him and, and walk and follow his direction. Absolutely. I, yeah. so much of that resonates with me. So much mm-hmm. of that resonates with yeah. my household and the things that we have dealt with, are dealing with. Yeah. Um, and it's just so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, when you're in a storm, it looks like it's all encompassing. It's coming at right. you from every place. But when you can hear somebody else's testimony that says, you know, I went through it, we went through it, we came out, it yeah. encourages you to know that it's going to happen. Yes. It's going to happen. Yes. So before we go off of this podcast today, <laughs> is there anything you would like to announce, anything that you're working on other than, I know you said that sweet aroma is coming out with some new scents. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do have another business venture. I can't share too much right now, but I do have another another business venture that I am super excited about. Um, I just ask that you uh, join hands with me in prayer to us that I get the funds to oh, start absolutely. this business uh, venture because that is the biggest hurdle right now is getting uh, the money to go ahead and step out on faith and do it. Yeah. But I do have something big that I have brewing up outside of my candle business. And I am so excited to share it. Um, and it will be in Kalamazoo. I currently live in Battle Creek, Michigan, um, but it'll be in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And I am super excited to go full force with that. Um, I'm just waiting for the Lord to open up some doors for me. So stay tuned. Well, I'm excited for you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So you guys remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the Charity Movement Podcast YouTube channel. And you can also listen to us via audio podcast as well. Um, make sure that you follow Carlis Pulley. I'll make sure to put her information in the description box. And remember that the only one stopping you is you. See you soon. See you later.